Everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I thought not. If it were, they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to the BBFC podcast. I'm Joe and today I'm joined by one of our film examiners, Karen, to discuss the 1997 horror film Scream. Welcome back to the podcast, Karen. Thanks, Joe. So um, Scream, I remember seeing it years back and um, I suppose in many ways uh, Wes Craven's quite well qualified to be making a horror film that sort of apes the conventions of other horror films. Uh, yeah, I mean he's certainly probably considered one of the great filmmakers of American horror um, and the film was also written by a gentleman called Kevin Williamson um, who went on to create uh, Dawson's Creek and more recently I think a lot of people would recognise this, The Vampire Diaries. Scream I think was really born out of both uh, Wes Craven's love of horror films and also Williamson's uh, love of the horror genre, as he's often been quoted as saying, you grow up grow up watching most of the kind of great 1970s and 80s horror films, so Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street, all of which, if you've seen Scream, you'll have seen been heavily referenced yeah, throughout that film. So for our listeners out there who haven't actually seen the film, or it might have been a few years since they've seen it, can you just sort of give us a, a brief idea of uh, what the film's about? Yeah, um, it, interestingly, it's, uh, it's useful to know that Williamson, um, as well as being influenced by the horror films that he'd watched as a kid, um, was also quite influenced by um, some new, news coverage at the time about a serial killer who was called the Gainesville Ripper uh, back in 1990. Um, and in that case, five college students were actually killed after their homes were broken into. Um, and in Williamson's fictional world, in the screen world, a group of high school students um, and friends are targeted by a masked killer um, who becomes known as Ghostface throughout the film, thanks to his uh, spooky plastic mask. And they're targeted after they've received a series of threatening phone calls. Um, although I think to say too much more would be to give away a, far, a few too many spoilers <laughs> for those who might have uh, yet to see the film. Sure, sure. But I mean, obviously very reminiscent of uh, Michael Myers and um, Freddy Krueger and all those sort of classic classic horror villains. Absolutely. So when the film came into us, what were the key classification issues for the BBFC? Well, not surprisingly for a film in the horror genre and one about a serial killer, the main classification issue for Scream was the strong bloody violence uh, that featured throughout. Um, Scream was submitted to the board in uh, February 1997 and it was about six months after it had been put through quite a protracted ratings process in the US. Um, the film's producers had been keen to avoid the quite restrictive um, NC-17 rating in America, which actually stopped anyone under 18 from seeing the movie at all. Um, so Wes Craven actually was uh, took the film through eight different edits, about eight different edits, to try and secure a more lucrative R rating, which meant that those under 17 could attend if they were accompanied by adults. So while the um, R rating was in place uh, in the US by the time that Scream came to the UK, uh, for the BBFC, the film's violence and horror content made it a pretty straightforward 18 classification. The examiners who classified it in 1997 actually described it as excellent. They really enjoyed uh, watching it. And they felt that the film uh, both paid homage to and played with the conventions of the horror genre, which is not surprising seeing as Craven and Williamson loved horror films uh, so much. Um, and in the film itself, the characters frequently refer to other horror films and talk about what might happen next if they were actually in a horror film at the time. And at one point, they even list the so-called rules of horror films, such as saying, never saying, I'll be right back. So examiners felt that Wes Craven used this referencing of horror conventions to enhance the roller coaster ride thrills that the film offered by building on audience expectations of uh, horror films and then really playing with them and subverting them. But 
Back in 1997, the opening scene of the film quickly established the 18 classification as being the most appropriate in what examiners described at the time as a nail-biting first 13 minutes of the film. The character of Casey, who's played by Drew Barrymore, is terrorised over the phone as she's forced to answer a series of questions about horror films in order to save the life of her uh, boyfriend, um, Steve, who's been kidnapped by the killer. And apologies in advance for any spoilers here, uh, but when she answers one of these questions incorrectly, uh, he is killed and disemboweled as Casey's forced to watch through the patio doors. And the, the tension, the threat and the gory end to the sequence were enough to secure the 18 for the film, even at that really early stage. Um, and I was interested to read that in his dealings with the MPAA for the US rating of the movie, Wes Craven apparently lied to them about this sequence. Um, they at the time felt it was far too intense for the R rating that they wanted. Um, and Craven lied and told them that they only actually had one take of the scene um, and that therefore he couldn't replace it with anything less intense. And, and eventually they actually let that pass at, uh, at R. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, uh, this opening sequence uh, isn't the only reason that the BBFC gave the film an 18 um, and a series of bloody murders that follow the death of Steve. Um, and sorry, another spoiler alert here, but Casey herself um, also pushed the level of the violence and gore beyond uh, what would have been acceptable at the lower lower 15 category. Um, without hopefully giving too much away for those who might not have seen the film, other moments that were noted as strong by the original examiners, um, including the stabbing of the man in the stomach and the chest, um, a girl getting trapped and then crushed by an electronic uh, garage door, um, a close-up to a man uh, getting his throat cut, and um, the, the quite bloody denouement to the film, um, including a man's head getting crushed by a TV. Um, so it's probably not surprising, given that list of, uh, of gory moments, that uh, Scream was classified at 18 in 1997, Although it did pass uh, without the BBFC requesting any kind of cuts um, and the company accepted the 18 um, and didn't try to make an argument for a 15 at all. Um, and when it was released, it was accompanied by the BBFC Insight, Strong Bloody Violence. Sounds accurate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Describes uh, it perfectly, I think. Um, and the subsequent video releases, both in 1997 and 1998, also received um, an 18 classification. Um, interestingly, though, uh, it's a film that's never actually been resubmitted to us um, since 1998. A lot of films from 20 or more years ago um, sometimes come into us for, for another video release or even for a cinema re-release. And that's actually never happened on this film. So it's still out there at 18. That's interesting because uh, Scream now, um, just to make anyone who saw it when they were young feel old, was classified almost 20 years ago. Um, so it's you know it's getting on in age a bit. But obviously um, horror and violence and gore has been an issue for the BBFC pretty much since people started making films. Um, so how, how do we deal with sort of horror, threat and gore at the 15 and the 18 levels um, under the classification guidelines? Well, as you said, I mean, it's always been uh, an issue for the uh, BBFC. In fact, back in 1932, there was even, um, an advisory H category which actually stood for horrific um, and was mostly covering covering the horror films um, eventually this was incorporated into our X certificate um, in the 50s um, became a much more general category um, and meant that only those uh, over 16 could watch films and then this was turned into the uh, um, uh, the age was raised to 18 and then this was turned into the X certificate and finally became our 18 certificate that we have today and that we gave to Scream back in 1997. Um, but there was one big difference between the time of Scream's uh, classification and the present day and that's the board's uh, published uh, classification guidelines. Um, and these were actually published back in 1998 for the first time. So after Scream was released. Um, but that since then, the board's... Um, 
uh, done extensive uh, uh, research with the with the public, public consultation every four or five years to ensure that our classification decisions are in step with contemporary public opinion about all kinds of issues, language, um, and, but also violence, gore and threat. Um, and it's interesting that in, in uh, those guidelines, in particular in relation to horror films, the BBFC is always taking into account the fact that people uh, who choose to view them uh, tend to do so because they actually like being scared, shocked, sometimes frightened. Um, and, and so at that point, classification is really about protecting younger, more vulnerable um, audience members from experiences which are a bit too intense, while allowing the um, older adult members of the audience to enjoy the much more visceral experience that you would often get in horror films um, that they actually want and have, have actively sought out. So at the highest um, category, the 18, there are there are few restraints on the sort of violence that you can that you can show in a horror film. Um, although there are obvious caveats when it comes to things like the depiction of sexual or sadistic violence, um, especially where that violence is made to look appealing, or where there's any suggestion that uh, that victims might enjoy um, sexual violence. But when it comes down to the straightforward blood and guts of of horror films, which I think is what most people uh, tend to go into these um, looking for. Then um, in a lot of cases, the dividing line between 15 and 18 um, is really the level of detail involved in the, in the scenes. So, for example, a scene uh, where a character might get uh, decapitated uh, in the distance, um, but has a huge spray of blood from the neck. That's likely to be a, a 15 scene um, under our current guidelines. Um, but another uh, way to shoot that scene where the decapitation is shown in much closer detail, you know, the skin getting cut and the, sorry if this is putting people off their lunch, um, uh, getting the neck hacked into by an axe or something like that, that kind of detail um, would probably put the film up to uh, to an 18 especially because at 15, the guidelines, we say that uh, the violence can be strong, but uh, it, it should not dwell on the infliction of pain or injury at 15. Whenever I think about this film, um, whenever I think about this issue, one film that comes to mind is the film Wolf Creek, um, which we classified back in 2005, and I think is now actually finding new life as a uh, as a web TV series. And the film is actually one that's loosely based on the murder of some backpackers um, in Australian outback um, and uh, features a, a killer called Mick who uh, picks off his victims and delights in tormenting them. Um, and there is actually plenty of blood and guts in, in Wolf Creek, just as there are, um, is in Scream and other 18-level horror films. But um, there's also a really dark and quite a sadistic tone running throughout it's the, the work. It's unsettling, isn't it? I, it's yeah. very unsettling. I think possibly because it's actually set in a very believable real world um, where this kind of thing could happen to you if you decide to go off across the Australian outback, um, and it and it's very dark. It's very mm. um, and he he takes quite quite a lot of delight in tormenting his victims. So that kind of tone of how the audience might be unsettled, like you said, um, would would certainly be taken into consideration and could could place the work at eighteen rather than fifteen. Well, it's, it's often the things you don't see as well, isn't it? That that are as that have as much impact as the things you do see. And sometimes if there's too much detail, it can almost come off as less strong than what your mind's left to imagine itself. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we do get people writing in to say that they've seen something in a, in a film and it's actually what they... They, they've been led to think they've seen yes. rather than actually what they've seen on screen. See it, and, yeah, uh, yeah people's imaginations 
move on from whatever is shown um, and fill in the gaps and that can be just as uh, just as disturbing as actually what you yeah. are getting on screen yeah no absolutely well thanks very much karen um, and don't forget if you'd like to request a film for us to speak about on the podcast you can contact us using the podcast form on the podcast page of our website you can also email us at podcast at bbfc.co.uk or you can tweet to us at at bbfc